Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coverage of the College World Series is brought to you by Jones and Son Fine Jewelry, Slim Chickens, Lion Legal Services, Edwards Food Giant, Cupid's Lingerie, Smith Ford, and Homer's Ace Hardware. I mean, it was an electric win, you know. Uh, we came out with an edge, and uh, I wanted to be the guy to set the tone, and I got a pitch first pitch over the plate and I didn't miss it you know and I think that really sparked our offense and carried forward throughout the game. Brayden Webb yesterday practice talking about the good start for Arkansas. Phil Elson had a chance to call it and uh, the very first pitch out of the gate almost went yard Apotaco but Brayden Webb had to settle for banging one off of uh, did it bounce off the head of the outfielder that was the conversation. Initially, I didn't see that initially, but that's what Bubba told me. Our first call, I thought it, it, it hit off the yellow stripe just above his head, but then maybe it actually hit his head and then hit the yellow stripe. Should have been a home run, though. I think Braden would have had three home runs without the wind, the way that it was yeah. blowing uh, on Saturday. And Brock Jones would have added a second one. Caden Wallace probably would have had one. I mean, you probably were robbed of four or five balls on Saturday that would have that would have left the park on Friday. So that's why I've got my weather app right now up right here to see which way the wind is coming in right now out of the south. It's 16. Um, they, we face the southeast, okay. just like at Baum. Uh, so it's going to be coming in from right. Okay. If the wind holds at 6 o'clock, it'll be in from right. It was blowing straight in from center on Saturday, right? Uh, it was, Yeah, intermittently it was in from center or then a little bit of a cross, like right to left. Uh, and and every once in a while you'd see the flags just sort of shift a little bit. It was mostly straight in from center, yeah. Phil also joining us here at DJ's Dugout in Omaha, and again, we will be here as long as the Hogs are. Um, we're not going to stay here, of course, but we'll be doing the shows from here every day. Cause that was That's what it used to be, the uh, the bed and breakfast, or no, not the bed and breakfast, it was uh, room and board. Yeah. It was that you ate what you slept on. You want to do that here? I would sleep on this table. I mean, it depends. We'll see how many drinks we have if the Hogs win tonight. <laughs> but uh, obviously, folks coming to town, we'd love to have you stop by. And we're going to talk to Phil Moore here about the matchup now. Ole Miss and uh, Arkansas will go at it tonight at 6 o'clock, 5.30 pregame with Bubba and Phil. Had a great call on Saturday. Had a chance to watch their call in person for an inning the other day from the booths. So um, I know you'll enjoy that. Let's get a call in here quickly from David, though, and then we'll – Get back to our visit with Phil Bubba coming up at 11.06 today as well. David, welcome. Hey, guys. Big day. Big day for the Razorbacks. Uh, hey, no listen, question. Uh, uh, Stanford, uh, before the uh, tournament, was picked to win the entire tournament as many as much as any other team, including Texas. We saw how that went. But uh, all we did was hang a football score on them, you know, unless you're talking the NFC North in late December. Might have been a smaller score. But uh, now, all I'm hearing, I heard a guy on TV yesterday say, Ole Miss has the best pitching in the tournament, bar none. So as of right now, they should be the favorite to win it all. And I'm thinking, well, I guess we'll just have to lace them up and go after them too, you know. The same way the boys been doing it ever since ever since everybody got PO'd because of being called rental players and everything. And uh, they are playing like world beaters. And tonight's game will be... Eight five seven three might even be six to five something like that. I, I saw where their pitcher, the left-hander that's starting tonight, has given up seven runs his last five starts. So uh, we got a we got a big. 
big deal going tonight. And listen, before I go, as far as uh, Connor's game, uh, one of my buddies went fishing to take the game. When he left the lake, he texted me and said, how'd it go? I said, you mean you want to know the score? You don't want to come home and watch it? I want to know the score. I said, well, all I can tell you is that Connor Nolan just pitched into the eighth inning, I believe, and might, might have thrown five pitches over the middle of the plate. So Connor says he pitched to contact. Well, Stanford pitched to contact, too, and we saw how that went. Uh, he kept the ball over the inside part of the plate, over the outside part of the plate, and had three great plays made behind him, and he might have thrown from five to ten pitches over the center of, of the plate during the game, but they were elevated fastballs or the fastball that started around the thighs and dropped faster than my 401K is. And he <laughs> knew exactly what he was doing. So this pitch-to-contact thing sounds very simple, but if everybody could do it, they'd all be pitching contact. All I can say yeah. is go, Hog, and you were looking for somebody to uh, uh, take uh, Justin's place this morning. I'll tell you what, if I wasn't on the bike trail, keeping my 66-year-old stomach in good shape here, I'd walk back to the house and get my little Martin guitar, and I might throw you in a little uh, Hank Williams Jr. or maybe even a little uh, uh, 38 Special. I don't know, but... Uh, being a statewide program, a lot of people will hear it, and I'm kind of like LeBron. Unless there's something in it for me, I'd have to pretty well take my talents elsewhere. So All have right. a good day, you guys. Go home. All right. David's fired up. So got a lot of info in there. Wow. I know there was a lot to, to, to unpack there. But uh, Arkansas has announced their starter, Zach Morris. No surprise, I don't think, uh, considering Ole Miss is, you know, I guess we talked about their issues with lefties. What, what do you see? for the matchup tonight, and, and I obviously no surprise as far as a starter for you. No, uh, you know, the numbers uh, the numbers show that Ole Miss struggles as, against lefties just like Arkansas does, and um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a series of lefties because you've got uh, two of the relievers that I think they, they, they trust when it comes to having the lead, pretty obvious to say, are Evan Taylor and, and Hagen Smith. So uh, it depends on how long Morris is able to go. You know how much you're going to ask from Evan Taylor, and Evan's had, you know, he's had a really good season, but he's had he's had some ups and downs in the postseason as far as his uh, his location, specifically against lefties too. He was death on lefties in the regular season, but they've found more ways to get on base against him uh, since we uh, since we got out of Tuscaloosa uh, into Hoover. You know, and and the thing I like about Morris, and it's just like your caller just just mentioned. You know, there are cliches about pitching the contact and about you got to throw strikes. It's all about quality strikes. There's a big difference. There's a quality strike for a hitter, and then there's a quality strike for a pitcher. Connor Nolan specialized in the absolute quality strike, but good. But but it looked good enough coming over that Stanford felt they had to get aggressive and and attack it. And he is the perfect pitcher for this team. <laughs> there's not a lot of other pitchers. That could go however long Connor went on Saturday, strike out one batter, but get through all of that because you have such a great infield. Like that's the other thing that was on display, not just Nolan's competitiveness and and his quality strike throwing ability, and that he mixed everything up. Caden Wallace, Jalen Battles, Robert Moore, and Peyton Stovall were all on display on the infield. Yeah, to me that stood out more than anything else. Arkansas is so good in the field, and Zach Morris is a little bit. He's not the same kind of pitcher as Connor Nolan is. They have the same stuff, but he's the same kind of pitcher in that he's a pitch-to-contact guy. It's going to be about what kind of contact does he get. 
because he's not a strikeout guy. But he's also a good pitcher from the other side, from a lefty, for this team specifically. Okay. Um, do you marvel at the defense, or you just is it just sort of commonplace for you at this point? I, I try not to. I try not to ever act like it's commonplace because it's not. But by now, you're just used to seeing it. The the infielders, they're playing it. This is a major league caliber infield. Yeah. I feel like right now they're playing major league caliber infield. And maybe I'm a little biased because I've watched them so long. But, you know, they were really good on the infield last year. Moore has gotten better. Robert has, Robert's hands are so fast. I think he's got the fastest hands on the team. And it's not just on the pivot. You watch how quickly he gets the ball out of his hand when he's charging. He takes away a lot of infield singles. Uh, Battle speaks for himself. It's moving Caden Wallace to his natural position because he played right field last year and, and turned himself into a good outfielder because he's such a good athlete. He is such a good third base. Everything you do over there. I yeah. mean, just the little things to his left, to his right, charging, getting the right hop by playing back uh, you know, or taking a drop step. His arm is perfect. He's so good. He's so good. Yeah. And that, that, to me, kind of you know took last year's infield defense and took it to a higher level. They take as they take and, and pitching and fielding have to work together. It's such a symbiotic relationship and and, and uh, this pitching staff, although they strike guys out, they also get a lot of ground balls. Hunter Elliott, the starter for Ole Miss today, Phil, freshman, and we're gonna hear from him in a second talking about Arkansas. And I'm sure he's gonna be thinking about that crowd a little bit. Uh, and Dave Van Horn has some reaction to him as well. But did you guys face him first time around? Yeah, he pitched the second game of that series. And he was good. He went uh, he went six innings, gave up three runs. All the runs came on homers. Uh, Slavens and Webb hit home runs. Uh, so they've had a little success against him. And it's great to see, you know, Brady Slavens uh, hitting a lefty for over the fence is a pretty big deal. Uh, he's become a much choosier hitter, too. This will be so interesting to see because uh, some of these some of these hitters, like Kevin Graham has had 52 at-bats against Arkansas in his career. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. I mean, the, the, when you get to the College World Series, sometimes these guys haven't seen each other ever. Sure. Um, you know, it's different with, like, Tim Elko because of his injury uh, and because he wasn't a starter his first year. Graham's been a starter from the start from the beginning. Elko, not so much. He's played in, like, seven games against Arkansas in four years, has, like, 15 or 16 at-bats. But, of course, they Arkansas players really do think the world of, of Elko and the same with the coaching staff. So these, these teams know each other well. The tendencies of the managers, they know each other well. What is this, like the 72nd game? Van Horn and Bianco are going up against each other. This is, it's like, <laughs> in a different sense, it's almost like, you know, Sunday Night Baseball uh, last night was Dusty Baker versus Tony La Russa for the 300,000th time. Yeah. You know, that's fun when these guys know each other like that. This is going to be really cool. Yeah, ends of the spectrum because you had a Stanford team that was unfamiliar, and then you go to a team that you know all too well. So uh, it's interesting. Uh, here is Hunter Elliott, the scheduled starter for Ole Miss on playing against Arkansas and their fan base, which will certainly be – Vocal and vociferous today. We really got to pitch to them. We really got to make pitches. But obviously, just like any team, they're pitchable. If you if you do execute your, execute your pitches and uh, have your best stuff, you can beat them. Tune up the Wilkes and Fayetteville, or is that something you hear every time? I would say, rather than trying to tune them out, make it to where they don't do it as much would be better. <laughs> so if you if you allow less runs, you won't hear it as much. Is what I I kind of figured out. Uh, the less home runs, the less runs you allow, the less swoop eggs. He may be young, but he's not dumb. It's a brilliant answer. He really is smart. Alex Williams could take some, some notes on how to answer that <laughs> question. 
because he answered it perfectly. Sure did. And he's right. Every lineup's pitchable. Every the Yankees are pitchable. He's, he's just got to execute your plan and be very careful against both of these lineups. Uh, Dave Van Horn on the freshman starter from Ole Miss. Well, he can spot it up with the best of them. Um, you know, he's, he reminds me of a lefty they've had there in the past. He wears the same number. I think his name was Doug, as everybody remembers. But, no, he's, he's, he reminds me of Nikhazy a little bit. And, uh, and I think he reminds them of him as well. And uh, he's a strike thrower. He's very mature. He's strong for his age. And Okay, that was a nice short answer, but uh, to the point for Dave Van Horn. You know, we've had blowouts throughout, Phil, so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, we're going to have a nail-biter, I assume. Hopefully, Arkansas is not involved in any of those. I'd like to, for them to keep smoking people. But does that tell you anything about anything so far? I mean, because, again, you should be getting the best of everybody in the opening round, right? I think it just tells you that the game can get out of hand sometimes just because of the nature of the sport and, and maybe – I don't know if the heat has anything to do with it. You know, if somebody gets down, a pitcher starts getting down, fielders start getting down, and a little bit of, I don't know, just a tiny little bit of lollygag can really make a big difference. I wouldn't expect that here today. You know, I hear so much about it's a matter of do you want to be there, and it's not even a matter of do you want to win a championship. It's like when when you're down, you can you can play really well and come back, or you can just sort of be like, oh, boy, here we go, and let it get out of hand. Um, Arkansas and Ole Miss this year played three really tight games because they're evenly matched. There's not that much that separates the two teams, to be honest. Um, But in the postseason in 2019, where there were some players that are still around on both these clubs, they played three blowouts in Super Regional games. Nobody expected that. I remember thinking, my gosh, I can't believe these teams are playing again. It's played like seven times that year in college, which is unheard of. Uh, And they were three blowouts, so... You never know what to expect in college baseball. This is uh, the definition of a drunk sport. <laughs> Hagen Smith had a really good outing against Ole Miss. Six innings uh, that Saturday game that they won six three. What inning do you would you think he might come in to close this thing out? What, could they give him the ball in the sixth inning, fifth inning? I'd be I'd be surprised if they'd ask Hagen to get through the lineup more than once right now as a, as a reliever. Um, and, and part of this is really going to be based upon the length that Morris gives you. You know, when they gave him the start against uh, the Cowboys in Stillwater, he, I remember Dave told me we'd, we'd like to get a couple three innings just off to a good start and take it from there. And they ended up pitching him into the fourth inning. And we needed some great plays to get through. Caden Wallace made a spectacular play. Robert Moore did. That's why they left five men on base in those first three innings. But that set them off to the right start to where nobody had to really pitch in a situation that they hadn't pitched in all year until you got to Hagen Smith, which was a different story. But I, I don't think they look at him as necessarily a guy like they'll give three or four innings to. The key is going to be what you get out of Evan Taylor today. Um, because if, if, if Evan is as good as he's been in the regular season, then Hagen Smith or Brady Tigard, I don't know, will get a chance to, could get a chance to close a game down eighth, ninth inning. If Taylor is not like he was in the regular season, has pitched a little bit more like what has happened in the postseason, uh, and guys aren't able to make great plays or there's a lot of atom balls, then it won't matter with Hagen Smith because they'll they'll be playing from behind. Phil, I know there's the thought of making Tiger a uh, starter at some point in his career, maybe next year. If it it gets to a situation where they lose tonight and they have to play three straight games, is Tiger an option to start this year? 
Hmm, that's a good that's a good question, Wes. Good I, job, Wes. He is a starting pitcher uh, because he, he he. I keep hearing about it. We see it every once in a while—a changeup. Which, if you're going to be a starting pitcher, you better have a changeup. He doesn't need it as a reliever because his breaking ball and fastball are so good. He definitely is a starting pitcher moving forward. I just don't know if right now that would be the role that they would stick him into. You know, Justin's asked me a few times about Jackson Wiggins. You know, if you end, if you do lose today, then you're going to have to play four days in a row. Then Wiggins becomes a factor for you. I don't think he is today. Um, but uh, potentially, I mean, if you're just going by pitchers that have gotten the ball as a starter, Wiggins is one of them. You know, I've also thought about other guys like Austin Ledbetter is one of them. He's here. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, sometimes sometimes a, an unlikely hero rises. That's kind of what McIntyre's been, and that's kind of what Hagen Smith has been recently. So it's why today, things kind of hinge on the 1-0 game when you come into a four-team bracket. This is always the most important game. What jumps out besides just three close games from Ole Miss uh, from that series uh, in Fayetteville? What do you remember? Oh man, oh I mean I remember I remember Kendall Diggs coming up big with a walk-off home run. I remember Connor Nolan pitching eight really good innings but still taking a loss because Dylan Delucia was a, was was really good too. I mean those guys aren't going to factor into this today, uh, but I remember Arkansas having some success against the Ole Miss bullpen, and that has not been the case in the postseason. I mean I, I read on the on the Ole Miss game notes, and I've got to actually do the math for it later today. But their bullpen hasn't allowed a run, not just in the postseason, but since May 21st. I don't know how many innings that is, but it's a lot of innings. And it's zero in the postseason. So their bullpen has been a major reason why they are where they are. And Arkansas had a little success against that bullpen. I love the route that Arkansas has taken. I mean, to Oklahoma State, North Carolina. I mean, I feel like they were... Uh, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? They were prepared for this. I, you go back and look at Stanford, who the, some of the competition they've had. I don't know if they've faced that same level of competition Arkansas had. What about Ole Miss? Uh, going through Miami and then Hattiesburg for Southern Miss, you, you think they've uh, had that same kind of road that they're, they're sharp, sharpened? Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. You used a good Chad Morris cliche there, Wes. I remember Chad Morris saying that quite a bit. And I always say, like, I don't like cliches, but there's truth in cliches, and that's why we say them. And there is truth in that one for this. Also that both these teams, Wes, came through the meat grinder of the SEC West. I think that's one reason why. I mean, Ole Miss was supposedly the last team in the field, right? Yeah. And that the first team that was out of the field was NC State. And I never make a big deal. Like, I play the world's smallest violin for the one team that cries about not making it in the tournament. I don't care, honestly. Win another game in the regular season. I care more about the teams that are in than those who are are not. But NC State is not in the SEC West. And they won one less series than Ole Miss did. That meant something to the committee. I think that's why Ole Miss is in. The ACC is not the SEC. And the West Division is the major leagues of college baseball. It just is a fact. So, I mean, you got you got Auburn that went on the road, you know, not after they hosted a regional, but going to going to to uh, Corvallis is <laughs> is not a walk in the park. Uh, you know, Arkansas obviously the way that that the Hogs have come through, A and M was the only team that that had the path at home, and they're here. So yeah, I mean, with the thing with Ole Miss too is remember they sat there in Coral Gables for like two days with oh. nothing to do. It might have yep. been two and a half days because of the tropical storm that came through. So. Uh, Ever since, ever since then, they've just been gangbusters. 
Well, we need to uh, hit a break. It's 10.51. Phil, I appreciate you stopping by. Oh, Phil will be I've got a show to go do. In nine <laughs> glorious minutes, yes. And then you got a little broadcast tonight at 5.30. I know you'll be ready for. Arkansas, I will. Arkansas and Ole Miss. I will, and I'm going to make sure I bring all my equipment with me this time. <laughs> and then, yeah, what happened? Phil had a, uh, a headset that he needed, and John was kind enough to bring it over, and then John left it in the truck in the parking lot. Oh, I didn't really need it. it turns it just, out he didn't, yeah, so it, it worked okay. out okay. It but, was okay. It ruined his day and everything. Yeah, He should have made him go get it. But. <laughs> yeah, could have, couldn't have. Man, we can't do the broadcast without that, John. Yeah, the yeah. whole world is resting on your shoulders. <laughs> have a good call tonight, buddy. You got it. Thanks. Bubba just rolled in with the, with the crew. We'll talk to him coming up after the break.